Welcome to Rama for Today. Who had gone to seminary with Dad Nelson heard that he was over here, you see, in this other town. I think he is in Little Rock or Hot Springs, one of the two. And so he decided he'd go to see what this new something is he's preaching. And so he went, and he uh, was very much opposed to it. And so uh, he talked about it at home, and so the family sort of wanted to go. They'd never been in anything like that. And so he took the family along. And uh, his uh, mother was uh, living with them. And so they went, and uh, they... Uh, Talked about it on back from the church then, and then the next morning at the breakfast table they were discussing the service. He thought it was disgusting. He thought it was all right to pray for anybody. But... Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. This week we're going to start a new series by Kenneth E. Hagen called The Prayer Series, Volume 6. The name of Jesus is a powerful prayer weapon. By it we pray to the Father. Through it we use our authority. It is ours through the new covenant with God and gives us access to the throne room of heaven. God continually invites us to bring His Word to Him and pray so we can see results. This will be a great month of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. In John's Gospel, the 16th chapter, the 23rd and 24th verses, Jesus said, In that day ye shall ask me nothing, but whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. In the 24th verse, he said, Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be made full. Prayer, he said, is to be addressed to the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Then uh, we're not to pray for Jesus' sake. We found that out. But in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are to pray for results. If results do not follow, then our prayer life is a failure. I remember reading one time after Dr. Charles S. Price, and he said that he, uh, someone had phoned him actually there in California, asked him if he'd come to the hospital, which ordinarily he didn't do, he just didn't have time to follow every call and carry on his ministry, but this person happened to, in days gone by, have been close to them, and this particular woman had uh, been converted under his ministry, the man had been through years past, had been uh, close to them. So he went to the hospital to see, to visit her. He found out that she was dying, actually, from cancer, with cancer. And so uh, he said, uh, as he was there, the doctor came, and he wanted to spend a little time with her, and so he had to have a little word of prayer with her, but he said, I'm going home to the woman, and I'm going to pray. And so he, uh, they introduced him to the doctor, and so the doctor heard him tell that woman, see, he's going to pray. And so the doctor, he slipped out of the room. He said, yes, said, I want you to pray for her. I said, it's just a matter of hours now till she'll be gone. 
and said, you know, I believe in prayer. I said, prayer will just soothe her and, you know, and sort of calm her down, prepare her for that which is ahead. And so Dr. Price said, I said to him, well, doctor, I'm not going to pray that God would soothe her nerves and calm her and give her peace. She's already got that. She's a Christian. I'm going to pray that God will heal her and raise her up. And he said that fellow looked at him like he'd slapped him with a wet dish rag. <laughs> he just knew, you know, that that couldn't be so. But he did, he prayed, and, and went back then and laid hands upon the woman, and she was raised up and healed, praise God. Now, he was praying for results. <laughs> Amen. We should pray for results. I remember reading from the pen of P.C. Nelson, and Dad Nelson was Baptist for a great number of years, actually, for uh, about 30 years of his uh, uh, ministry, of 52 years of ministry, he was Baptist. And uh, he was run over by an automobile in Detroit, Michigan, 1921. And when the doctor said he'd lose his limb, or else at least his leg would be stiff, need be stiff the rest of his life, he was healed. And then he, uh, he held healing meetings across the nation for different churches, denominational churches, and he was holding a meeting over, tent meeting over in Arkansas for the Baptist, and uh, praying for the sick. And uh, so a fella who was pastor of another Baptist church there in the state of Arkansas, who had gone to seminary with Dad Nelson, heard that he was over here, you see, in this other town, I think he is in Little Rock, or Hot Springs, one of the two. And so he decided he'd go to see what this new something is he's preaching. And so he went, and he uh, was very much opposed to it. And so uh, he talked about it at home, and so the family sort of wanted to go. They'd never been in anything like that. And so he took the family along. And uh, his... Uh, mother was uh, living with them and so they went and uh, they uh, talked about it on back from the church then and then the next morning at the breakfast table they were discussing the service he thought it was disgusting he thought it was alright to pray for anybody but you ought to pray for them publicly or have a healing line anything like that you know and then if you did pray just pray the will of the Lord be done then his uh, his wife agreed with him and some of the older children agreed with him but uh, and his mother then said well I don't know I wouldn't condemn it criticize it after all said there's some people there that were apparently were healed and said years ago in the Baptist church we used to say more about God healing and so on than we do nowadays and finally a little boy there actually his baby that was born when he was about middle age this was their last child and that this boy was only about five years old. And so they didn't ask him to comment, you see, but he just spoke up and said, well, Dad said the only difference I can see is that uh, you pray, we pray in our church, and you pray on Sunday morning, Lord, bless the sick, and don't expect anything. He said he just gets them up there in front of everybody and acts like he expects God to heal them right then. <laughs> and that kid had that analyzed right. 
And so that sort of got that fellow to thinking, and so he went over and began to cooperate with the meeting there. He saw that you ought to pray for results. <laughs> Praise God. Well, that's true, isn't it? We, what's the use of praying if we're not praying for results? Thank God God does hear and answer prayer. And he wants to hear and answer your prayer. Now, God certainly didn't put all of these promises and all of these statements of fact in the Bible relative to prayer just to fill up space. But they're there for our benefit, for us to use, for us to act upon. Isn't that right? One of the best ways in the world to pray, friends, is to just follow the admonition of God's word. In Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, the 25th and 26th verses, God said, uh, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thine iniquities or thy sins. And then in the 26th verse, he said, Put me in remembrance. Put me in remembrance. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, 26th verse, we're quoting now. God said, Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou, or as the margin says, set forth thy cause, that thou mayest be justified. Now notice that God said, Put me in remembrance. Well, remind him of what he said in his word. What do you mean if you said, don't let me forget that? Well, remind me of it. Those who have been mighty in prayer have been those always who reminded God of his promises and brought his word before him. Charles G. Finney, I suppose, is the most outstanding exponent of prayer. He's known as the man who prayed down revivals. And actually, as far as church history is concerned, he had the greatest success, and his converts, more of them, stayed saved than anybody since the days of Apostle Paul. It's common knowledge that 85% of Finney's converts remain saved. Now, Moody's a great evangelist, but it's common knowledge that only about 50% of his ever continued on with the Lord. Are you listening to me? And we've had a mighty moving in, among, in God these last 50 years or so in Pentecostal circles, but it's also common knowledge that not over 50% of the converts have remained true to the Lord. In other words, the rest of what we call backsliders. Are you listening to me? And so uh, Finney had the greatest success numbers-wise and as far as keeping the fruit of his labor, of anyone since the days of the Apostle Paul. Now, whole cities were stirred. For instance, I, uh, I, read, in his, I read in his autobiography, in 18 and 29, well, that's modern history, just a little over 100 years ago, isn't it? That he went down to the city of Rochester, New York, and conducted a meeting, and practically everyone in town got saved. All of the grog shops closed down. Now, we'd call them honky-tonks or beer joints or whiskey joints. There wasn't a place in town left where you could buy anything to drink that was strong. Now, you know nearly everybody in town had to get saved to do that, didn't it? Closed them all down. The only theater in town closed up. 
Now they didn't have motion picture, they had vaudeville acted out on the stage. But you can't act, you can't put one on, keep it going if nobody goes. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagen and Pastor Hagen and the rest of the Hagen family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's book entitled Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith, a Rama classic. Next is Kenneth Hagen's DVD entitled The Anointing Breaks the Chains. And finally, Kenneth E. Hagen's slimline book, Right and Wrong Thinking. All three resources are for the special price of $23.90. That's $7.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And you know, I want to say, uh, would you like to join us in prayer for our nation? Our nation needs a lot of prayer, and prayer does change, change things. things. That's right. And the Word of God says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will heal their land. And our land needs a lot, a lot of, of healing. healing. Yes. So I just encourage you to join with us here at Rama, here at Kenneth Hagen Ministries, in praying for our nation. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on the Prayer Series, Volume 6. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.